0: Zephaniah, a small book in Scripture, only three chapters. But before I read from it, I want to tell you how I came about this moment right now, making a decision to to read from this passage of Scripture. I believe it was either Monday or Tuesday morning. I can't remember exactly. But I woke up earlier this week just feeling a bit overwhelmed with just a lot of things that are, are ahead of me. For my family, things that are about to change our lives. My son is a senior in high school, and uh, the very thought of knowing that he's about to graduate in June and the college visits that we've been going on uh, have left me just really just thinking about how things are about to change this year. And he's looking to go away and, and, and stay on campus somewhere. And I'm like, wow, I'm not gonna have my son in the home. And a bit of this. This thinking has been, man, did I, did I do enough? Ha, have I spent enough time with them? And have we, did we go play basketball enough? Did, you know, did did I really get him ready? Did I did I give him enough scripture? Did I, did I talk to him enough about Jesus and, and just going and visiting colleges? And this last college visit just had me a bit teary-eyed to be honest with you uh we just had this college visit where they opened up with this really incredible like five minute video where they're showing like the kids coming on campus and dads and moms hugging them and saying goodbye and then they have like this candlelight event at night just kind of just closing out the day and i'm i'm like wiping my tears away like what is happening right now and all of my emotion is just kind of just filling up. And, and also, to my youngest is also going to be heading to middle school in the fall. And I'm like, that's my baby. Why is she going to middle school? And, and I just, they can't have her. Nobody can have her. Like, you know, she, she, I just wanted to stay in elementary forever, you know. And just, you know, and, and this year, my wife and I are celebrating 20 years of marriage. And yeah. praise God. And so it's like, you know, I just, you know, I've been waking up every morning, to be honest with you, just thinking about family and life and my wife and my children and, and, and ministry and Times Square Church and, and all that I'm responsible here. And, you know, and some of you may know this and I'd like to believe that we've all had those moments where we wake up and just it feels like so much is on our mind and you're just trying to process everything and trying to think through everything and you're trying to plan you're trying to make sure you get your days right and you know and you got calls to make and meetings to have and and places to go and and earlier this week i was just feeling like really overwhelmed with all of this and and, and sometimes when you when you think too much and when you're you're trying to process everything in your own strength, it can feel overwhelming. And then when you feel overwhelmed, then you get stressed out. And then when you're stressed out, suddenly you just find yourself in despair. And then and it just goes on and on and on. And so I'm I'm in the kitchen making my daughter, my youngest. I like to make her a bacon egg and cheese on a bagel. That's a, I was like, we don't got to go to the deli. I'll just make it. My you know, daddy makes a a, a, a mean bacon egg and cheese on a bagel, you know, slightly toasted with a little butter, salt, and pepper, you know, bacon, just nice and crispy. Yeah, I like to cook for my family, especially breakfast. And so I'm in the kitchen, all of these thoughts swirling around and trying to just process everything, and I'm I'm making my daughter bacon, egg, and cheese, and I'm getting a little teary-eyed, wondering if she's going to still want daddy's breakfast when she goes off to middle school and then to high school, and then she can't be bothered to have that time with me. And it's amazing how the mind just goes. And all of a sudden, she comes in with her Bible. And she sits down beside me. She goes, Dad, can I read you some of my favorite verses? Yeah, Zoe. Go ahead. And She opens up her Bible. And she reads one verse. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17 she said dad listen to this the Lord your God is in your midst a mighty one who will save he will rejoice over you with gladness he will quiet you by his love, he will exalt over you with loud singing. Oh, forget it. I was a mess after that. <laughs> after she read that and after we took her to school, I spent the rest of this week just kind of dwelling on this, this book, Zephaniah and I just asked the Lord, man, God, before I could even share this with somebody, because it was really just the timing of her coming in and sharing this. It was a God moment for me. It was a moment where where God was saying, I I just want to quiet the noise with my love for you. And maybe there's some people out here where there's a lot just going on and I believe this word is for you, God wants to quiet the noise. And and looking at this simple verse, I realized, man, God is a lot of things. But with everything in scripture that reflects on who God is, there's always an action that follows. There's so much that we could read about his character, but verse 17 packs so much. And I just want to take these few minutes and And hopefully just encourage you to know that God is and God will in your life if you believe in faith. And he'll quiet the noise that goes on in your head. He'll quiet the noise that happens with your emotions. He'll quiet the noise that happens on these streets. He'll he'll quiet the noise that you go through sometimes on your job and in your home. He'll quiet the noise with his love. You see, God is first your God. And I thought about that because so often we can come to church and we have this religious experience where God is way up here, but God is not residing here. God wants to be your God. That's who he wants to be. God is my God. Wait, before I find myself consumed with all of this stuff that I'm trying to process and the effort to just do life, it's important that I come to this place of rest and realize wait God is my father my heavenly father and he's in your midst That's what the bible says that the Lord your God is in your midst which means not only does he want to be your God but he wants to be everywhere you go you see God is your God and he will never leave you nor forsake you. I mean, that very thought, sometimes we don't take enough time to just really process that, that God wants to be your God, and wherever you go tonight, there he is. There he is in your midst. There he is in your home. There he is in your bedroom. There he is on the bus with you tomorrow. There he is right there with you when you take your Uber in the morning. There he is wherever you go on the train. There he is because God desires to know you in a deep and personal way. A relationship, not religion. A relationship with your God. And would you make him your God tonight? He is a mighty one who will save. God is mighty. God is a superhero. God is a mighty warrior. God is all powerful. And he will save you tonight if you put your faith in him. He saves. He will save you. He will save you from darkness. He will save you from evil. Thank God he will save you from yourself. You and I, who continue sometimes in our own flesh to think that we can do this on our own. But he is a mighty God who, while we were yet sinners, goes to the cross 2,000 years ago. A mighty God nailed to a cross, a crown of thorns on his head. The mighty God becomes our savior, becomes flesh for you and I, that we might have life and life more abundantly. And that abundant life comes through the power of the Holy Spirit that has been given to us, the mighty warrior himself, Jesus Christ. Praise God. God is mighty and God will save He will rejoice over you with gladness. God will rejoice. And guess what? God is joy. I had to really stop and think about that this week. Because oftentimes we hear that very simple passage of scripture. You may have heard it before, maybe not. But there's a little small verse that says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so oftentimes I was like, okay, yeah, the joy of the Lord. Hey, God, give me that joy. Give give me that joy because I just feel really weak right now. Could you give it to me? Come on, bring it on. Give give me the joy, God. I'm just a little overwhelmed. And as I was reading this passage of scripture, I realized you have it because God is joy. And if I have surrendered my life to God, God takes residence inside of me, which means I have this joy that is already there that overrides my feelings and emotions. I have God himself now as my savior and that is my joy. The Bible says in John 15, 11, Jesus said this, these very words. He said, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Yeah, God. Fill up some people tonight. Because some of us have been running on a on a tank that's halfway full. Some of us are on empty tonight. Because the happiness that we pursue in this world always runs out fast. My goodness, it does. And then when it runs out, then someone introduces us to something else where we can find temporary happiness and then that runs out, and next thing you know, you're on empty again, and then we try something else, and we just keep making moves, we keep trying to find happiness, we try another relationship, we try another boyfriend, we try another girlfriend, we go see another movie, we go out to another concert, we go and try another club, we go to another bar, we try another brand of whiskey, another brand of liquor, another brand of alcohol, we try a different cigarette, and a different batch of weed, and we're constantly trying to find a fix to fill us in the the only thing that can fill you is the joy of the Lord. Then God is joy and he rejoices over us. I love that. Just, he rejoices over us and it says, he will exalt over you with loud singing. It's a, it's a poetic It's a poetic moment in Scripture that reflects the joy of God to want to receive us and call us his sons and daughters. It is the joy of God to give us his son, Jesus, who went to a cross and died for our sins. It is the joy of God to see you and I come before him with a repentant heart, meaning, God, I'm going to turn away from evil. I'm going to change my direction I'm gonna walk away from sin and I'm gonna put my faith in you and I'm gonna believe that you went to a cross and died for me. And when you died, you broke the chains of sin over my life and I am free. And he who the sun sets free is free indeed. God is rejoicing, God is joyful, God is glad. All oh, praise God for the joy of the Lord. Dave, can you come out here? We're getting ready to worship. We're getting ready to pray. We're getting ready to surrender our lives completely to Jesus. Listen, verse 18 says, I will gather those of you who mourn for the festival so that you will no longer suffer reproach. Behold, at that time, I will deal with all your oppressors and I will save the lame and gather the outcast. In verse 19, it says, I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. Now, when Zephaniah, when he wrote this prophetic word, it was s- speaking about the future of Israel. It's the future millennial kingdom. That's end time stuff. And it's really good if you, to study it. But I've also realized that this passage of scripture also reflects God's love for us right now. That this very word that has been given to God's people in Israel is a word that belongs to you and I. That we would know this very freedom that you would be set free from oppression that you would no longer be an outcast here in this city, but that you would know that you belong to Jesus Christ that you would know that you are sons and daughters of the living God but you have to come to a place where you fully receive this word that God is and God will it's not enough just to know that God is you've got to know that God will he's a God of action he's a God that moves he's a God that parts the Red Sea he's a God that is able to do things that will go beyond what you can do in the natural he is a God of purpose and a God of destiny and it belongs to you the joy of the Lord belongs to you He will turn your shame into praise. Shame into praise. If you really want to learn how to to praise and to get excited, it's it's when you surrender to Jesus Christ that you really have something to shout about. Because that, that loud singing that Scripture talks about referring to God, the loud singing happened on the cross. The loud singing represents when Jesus went to the cross. He said, it is finished. My people are set free from the bondage of sin. My people are set free from the hand of the devil. My people are set free from darkness. My people are made a new people in me, Christ Jesus, Lord and Savior, King of kings and Lord of lords. And this is this is the heart of God to rejoice over us. For every person who believes in faith, he just wants to rejoice over you, rejoice over you rejoice over you. When, I've, when all my kids were like tiny and small, I used to, I used to love to come home and I just, I just used to just dance over them. I still try even today to, to dance a little something, something with my girls because it, it puts a smile on their face. And so and I, I like to dance over my girls and I like to rejoice with my kids. And when they were little, I would just rejoice over them and and laugh with them, and they want more, 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 more. And I, okay, I keep going, keep going, more, more, more. And, and in, the, in scripture, the word exalt it also means to leap for joy. And so I would try to leap with them and dance with them as a father, but you know I'd get tired. And finally, there'd be that slight moment of disappointment as Dad sits on the couch to catch his breath. You know, why? Well, let's think about this literally, practically. You and I can only rejoice and jump up and down so high. And eventually gravity pulls us down, you know. But there is a father who is not restricted by gravity. There is God who desires to rejoice over you forever and ever For all eternity in his presence and and, and the rejoice that comes from God it's eternal he doesn't have to step back and sit on the couch and take a break no he is forever pursuing you he is forever chasing after you he is forever loving you he is forever extending his grace and his mercy he forever wants to be wherever you are he forever wants you to know that he loves you and he cares for you and you've got to surrender your life to Jesus Christ Would you stand up with me? Hallelujah. 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 Praise be to God. I want to pray for for you tonight that you would know the joy of God, that you would know that God is joy in your life. I want to invite you all to pray with me. And I want to... Do something a little different. I want to encourage you right now to pray your own words to God in faith. A prayer of salvation that just simply says, Jesus, come in to my life. Make me a new person. And even as, as I give you these few words, you just begin to pray right now. You just close your eyes. This is this is your time. But you now begin to pray and talk to God. And you just say, Jesus, I believe you. I believe that you died for me on the cross. Jesus, you are Savior. You are the mighty one. You are joy. Jesus, come into my life. Make me over again. Make me a new person. Make me a new person. Live inside of me. I want your spirit. These are the words that you pray right now. God, I put my faith in you. God, I choose today to follow you. God, I believe that you are and you will give me new life right now. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. Thank you for dying for me. I believe you died. I believe you rose again on the third day. And I have resurrection life with you, Jesus. Tonight, I am a new person. I am a new person. Never the same again. You are my God. You are my God. You are my God. You are my God. And as you even go out these doors, you are my God. Prayer team, rest a hand on a shoulder. Rest a hand on a shoulder. The prayer team. Lord, I thank you for healing. I thank you, Lord, that you are a God of action. You step in. you fill the void and the emptiness that we have felt for so long I'm asking you God now for healing for those who have been deeply wounded and hurt God would you be joy and peace now in the hearts of men and women that have been so sorrowful so wounded now the joy of the Lord. Now be your strength now all across the house. May the joy of the Lord be your strength. May the joy of the Lord be your strength. May your joy be full now in the name of Jesus. In the balcony on the main floor, those who are watching online, may the joy of the Lord be your strength. May the joy of God fill your heart now in the name of Jesus. He is mighty to save and he will save. He is mighty to save, and he will save. And he rejoices over you right now in the name of Jesus. He rejoices over you. He rejoices over you.